0: Today on Off-Tackle Empire, it is Conference Championship Game Week, which at one point meant something to me, but now it just kind of means I'm going to do some long-overdue housecleaning. Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh... Akron Buffalo also playing this week.
0: Yeah. Your source for Big Ten Talk, it's Off-Tackle. Empire! Welcome back to Off-Tackle Empire. An Off-Tackle Empire production and a Big Ten football podcast where some asshole cannot possibly help but let a deep and sick and twisted session with Illinois football cover absolutely everything that he tries to do here... On a podcast where he's purportedly supposed to cover the entire Big Ten.
1: got to fake it with caring about most of these other teams, though. I'm going to tell you, like, it's it's not quite like faking it during sex, but it's got to be kind of the same feel as that.
0: This, you see, is why that writer has to write uh, things that are borderline clickbait to get more than 500 people to listen to one of these episodes. But I love each and every one of you. Anyway, I'm Steve Braun, also known as Slavisaurus, and I certainly hope I got this podcast out on time because it is late in the week.
1: Yeah, circumstances continue to conspire with us. We've both been sick. Uh, That's really the main thing this time. And I haven't had a car because in addition
0: to Purdue completely drinking my milkshake at Memorial Stadium a few few weeks ago, uh, my transmission, just the whole thing, the whole goddamn thing broke. The, The whole thing broke. So, because this was Purdue... I suspect sabotage. Because <laughs> we'll show was you a the mechanical your linkage <laughs> gears type thing. Uh, I suspect sabotage. Called- at first, it was just the clutch and the flywheel, better known as you know the really important parts that wear. But no, it turns out it was the rest of it the too.
1: They called it in from the ISS. They used all the astronauts. So,
0: in any case, at some point, the bleeding from that particular weekend is going to stop. And hopefully that will be this weekend. All
1: right. The season recap. You don't mind us going a bit long. The basketball podcasts are going to be infrequent because I just can't watch that many games, man. And again, I know that time has no meaning, and yet I never remember to turn the TV on. So, in the week that You're wasn't Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Egg Bowl remains appointment viewing. Fight your relatives at Thanksgiving who would rather turn on the late NFL game.
0: I mean, things were thrown on the field largely because this did turn on a really incredible call in which the official ruled that the things that had happened after a whistle blew were valid football plays.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again, it gets, it's you can never overstate. This is the reigning champion, like... This is the Brock Lesnar of batshit stuff is going to happen during this game. Like, it's the most likely thing to be at any given time. So, at Thanksgiving, my brother-in-law and I both badly wanted to watch this game. Father-in-law kept requesting that we change to the Vikings-Patriots game. Who gives a shit? Most Vikings fans probably didn't care about that game. Because it was in prime time. They had assumed they were already going to lose. So, we got... I was an
0: actual Patriots fan when we watched the Egg Bowl.
1: She kept distracting him and changing the channel back. Well, um, no, but... no. It's because she was also here. I'm saying that's what we did. Oh, okay. It's because she was also here when we
0: watched the Piss and Miss three years ago. Yeah, sure, the Patriots have a chance to pull an upset here, but who gives a shit? Do you remember what happened three years ago? That guy pretended to pee, and he caused his team the game.
1: And both coaches lost their they jobs. Both got the back. winning coach lost his job after that game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I had the opportunity to explain to my wife and mother in law what the piss and miss was this week. As they were like, Why do you keep watching? I was like, We have to watch this game. I might miss another piss and miss. And they're like, What? I, you know, very much with like the Pepe Silvia expression on my face as I'm trying I to never, explain why. Ryan, you'll never, to watch we'll we'll
0: never see a game as good as that.
1: No. But. We get, but this there's pretty good. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to get something that belongs in the gallery, at least. So. This
0: was very close. I mean, it, it, it was a classic. Uh, Kiffin and Leach remain prolific. Of course, there's the legend of, of Mike Leach's random hoodie that nobody seems to know where state. he got it. It just says state, and it's in black and white. Which not, yeah.
1: not, not in any of the Mississippi State fonts, either. It's just, just the word state. It just
0: says state. Uh, and... Yeah, like I said, it it, it it hinged on on an inadvertent whistle during something that was either an incomplete pass or a fumble was ruled to be a a, a fumble which was picked up after the whistle because all the whole Miss players stopped playing when they heard the whistle.
1: I appreciate the refs getting in the Egg Bowl spirit because, of course, they don't want to work a game on Thanksgiving. They're mostly, like, volunteers, so anyway, <laughs> uh, elsewhere... NC State took down North Carolina in two overtimes. The Tar Heels had a chance of getting to the playoff. If they had won this game and beaten Clemson next week, probably would have been in um, with one loss resume and that kind of run of success. So anyway, that's not going to happen. Tulane stays alive for a possible Cotton Bowl meeting with LSU by knocking off Cincinnati, punching their ticket to the American Conference Championship. Also, apparently Willie Fritz is going to stay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard that he was triumphantly announced as Georgia Tech's head coach, but it sounds like...
1: They're keeping the interim.
0: (laughs) Well, well, what's amazing is, this is something that I always said I would do if I were in this position, right? It's like, yes, I will take this job, right? If I were leaving a job like Tulane for a job like Georgia Tech, I would agree to take the job, but only if I get to do it on my terms with my team, right? They're not going to find out from somebody else. Yeah. And it leaked, so he said, deals off. I can't. Tr- I
1: can't trust you, people. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. I yeah.
0: love this guy. Yeah. That's exactly what I always said. I do is like because clearly, you know, he values his his you know his team, the players that he's coaching now, yeah. and you know has to ter- worry
1: about it. In terms of remaining results this year, my team's out of it. Sure, I hope Michigan loses, but. The result that I really truly want is for Tulane to win the conference championship and then beat LSU in the Cotton Bowl. Are
0: you aware that Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech now becomes Brent Pry versus Brent Key? I
1: did see that it's now a Brent Bowl, which, is, which sounds like something terrible dominoes would do to it's, you.
0: It's not, it's Brent's coaching text whose last names end in Y and are three letters.
1: We're going to have to keep this in mind for further study. I don't know exactly what to make of it now, but it's definitely something.
0: So anyway...
1: So I'm approaching this with the attitude of the government scientist in every movie about aliens, which is, we have to kill this thing and look at it further. We'll figure out the details later.
0: (laughs) Speaking of killing things... (laughs) LSU's brief outside chance at the playoff is dead thanks to our hero of the story, Jimbo Fisher in Texas (laughs) A&M.
1: Who... Look... Big win like that, program win, you got to extend him. Total value of his contract is under nine figures. now. that's poor people money. I believe
0: it was you who alerted to me, me to a tweet about uh, when somebody posted about Jimbo's freshman class getting the bag and then bolting when it was announced that somebody was in the transfer portal. And yeah. then that, that person tweeted
1: it. <laughs> it. That person well, basically confirmed
0: th- that oh, yeah. got, we yeah. got the bag and then we went where we really wanted to play. <laughs> that was always the plan.
1: What are they going to do about it? <laughs> they already gave them the money. They did whatever they did to, quote, earn the endorsement, which never had anything to do with the endorsement. It was more about playing football. But you can't say that because then you're illegally paying the player. <laughs> so.
0: Just uh, incredible scenes on the sideline. Did you see the very long replay of a forlorn-looking Brian Kelly? Yes. It was very beautiful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, speaking of Notre Dame, USC beat them. Um the Fighting Irish had drifted all the way back into the top fifteen, despite not playing anybody good all year. Um well not beating anybody. I mean they took that loss to Ohio State, lost to Marshall. Um but it worked their way up to number fifteen after a it would have been they're five and three at one point. So they yeah, they they won several games in but anyway. USC beat them; they stay alive for the playoff. South Carolina took down Clemson, which knocks them firmly out of the playoff picture. Same South thing South
0: Carolina has been projected as as Illinois' bull opponent, and they have been red hot against against orange teams. I don't want <laughs> I don't want any part of these assholes.
1: <laughs> They're orange haters. Uh, speaking of orange, the Beavers take down Oregon, which knocks them. Basically, means that now the playoff field is some combination of six teams. Georgia and Michigan seem all but assured to be in, even if they lose. TCU, USC, Ohio State, and Alabama. I don't know why we're letting Alabama hang around in this conversation. Granted, both their losses were by one score, but they do not have any especially impressive wins. ESPN they're not playing a conf- they're not playing a game this weekend. How are they going to be able to move up two spots?
0: ESPN published a thing where they had the top ten, you know, playoff chances, and they decided to show
1: LSU and <laughs> LSU and Penn State. State. One, for me, one and two percent. Path
0: to the playoff, <laughs> to the 2022 national championship. Describe that to me. What happens?
1: Wormholes open beneath Ann Arbor, Dallas, Athens, and LA, and all those schools just disappear. <laughs> but Ohio State is still better than them. Yeah, but then Penn State's in like that next group of teams that like you could put in that if the top four just fell into another dimension, you would need four more teams. So yeah, Ohio State would be one of them, but Penn State could be there too. <laughs> That's basically what it would take. So anyway, this is going to be the extent of our playoff discussion other than talking about the games when they're actually announced because we don't care. It's not a real thing for us. The teams that we like aren't going to play there anytime soon. So we're going to talk instead. I'm going to spend probably a lot more time on like the new Outback Bowl maybe. Is that like your realistic ceiling that you're hoping for? Well, I can't remember it's not what Yankee they call Stadium, it now. Baby. I cannot remember what they call it now. It's
0: not Yankee Stadium. Yeah.
1: Before it can, there is going to be one last scab to pick off here. Those same Boilermakers in the Big Ten championship game, I believe the line I saw was 16.5 point underdogs against Michigan in Indianapolis. Does have to be pointed out. Michigan has risen to. Number two in the country. What does this make us mm. think of? It would be very unlikely, but it's not like the previous Purdue Harbors have been especially probable on paper.
0: Well, the only problem is Michigan did defend a good passing offense pretty well. Not, you know, pretty well in compared to the... I mean, I, I, they, they defended them well enough. They they, they got a lot of yards, they didn't get that many points But what this game is going to come down to is the Purdue defense
1: Mm -hmm. Can they stand up to Michigan's run game in any capacity whatsoever? The evidence there is mixed, certainly not very good recently They've given up some considerable rushing totals to pretty bad offenses over the last few weeks Frankly including Indiana's, last week before the Dexter Williams injury That Hoosier offense was running all over Purdue They were moving
0: the ball a lot. They were holding on to it for a long period of time. Um, Now, of course, if Michigan comes out in the shotgun every play and repeatedly does delayed handoffs into a loaded box, that will not be enough to defeat Purdue. Ask me how I know. Um, You know, of course, you've seen Michigan uh, get bored, play with their food before.
1: No, not in the conference title game, and this is still a new enough level of success to them that I would not expect much in the way of complacency. Blake Coram, you would think, will be at least able to play. He gave it a go against Ohio State, but came out after, like, two plays or something. If you look
0: at the game in which they were most challenged, I have been assured all week that what actually happened was that Michigan just intentionally tied both hands behind the backs of all their players. They had fourth and fifth stringers in at every single position from basically the get-go... Blake Corum was totally joking when he hurt his knee fumbling in the red zone. Uh, he just did that sarcastically to prove how much more yardage he could have run against us. Uh, J.J. McCarthy was picking on Devin Witherspoon, the best cornerback in the Big Ten, just to prove a point of some kind. Uh, I was assured that that game means absolutely nothing. So, you can't use it as a reference point.
1: Yeah, well, let's not pretend that Purdue has the kind of Durable, determined running game that Illinois has, for example. They do have something with Devin Mockabee, and they've had pretty good success yeah, he's there. They're
0: pretty capable. Um, you know, they're not set up to run the ball like Illinois. But again, I sit here and tell you that the Illinois offensive line did not do anywhere near as good a job as the Big Ten media seems to think they did. So, Purdue not having a particularly great offensive line if you compare it to the Illinois game, doesn't really seem like it will slow them down if they have a, a fairly capable back. Uh, the, the thing is, when we talked about Purdue being the kind of team that was capable of winning this game, I think we, we assumed a 50% chance of Ohio State. Because Purdue's certainly capable of taking down Ohio State. Yeah. I don't know that they match up very well with Michigan. I, no. I, I really don't think they do.
1: Perhaps. Well, again, stylistically, they are similar. <coughs> Excuse me. They were similar to Ohio State. And so that they would occasionally be able to do the things Ohio State does better is not totally out of the realm of possibility. But being able to slow down Michigan's run game and run the ball well enough themselves so that Michigan's defensive backs, who are very handsy by the way, but tend to get away with it, um, are not able to neutralize their passing game. It's it's a lot of things that have to go right. Um, Michigan's got the better special teams, Certainly, the be- Well, again, the only difference there is does Purdue maybe get something in the return game out of Charlie Jones? It would take a superfluous or a superlative effort, probably from a guy like Jones, um, maybe a turnover or two on the defensive side for Purdue to come out of this game on top. The number of- So basically, like, if you think about who are the guys that could make a real difference and win you a conference title game, Michigan just has more of them. Um, and given the relative flows of the two teams coming into this, I think Michigan probably wins. And although that spread seems big on paper, their style has also led to them opening things up late, like backdoor covers in the fourth quarter and that kind of thing. So I'd probably take Michigan. It's a lot of points, but I would probably take them to cover.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course... Hey, how the game is officiated does have a lot to do with who is calling the game. Uh, if we get Jeff Servinski, then we've got us a ball game. Because yeah. handsy defense will not be tolerated, as I was very much instructed. Um, I wonder who the refs will be, because, yeah, unfortunately, it does seem like that could have a pretty big influence on the thing. Uh, but, yeah, if... E- even my gripes about certain officiating crews aside, it, if they decide to call one of those games where you can't touch the receivers, because that, that happens sometimes. Yeah, that would absolutely favor Purdue.
1: Yeah. yeah. A team that has relied more on the pass and has also tried it out more. like the think of it as a boat that has actually had its engines tried, right? Like it's just a, you know it's going to work. The fact that Michigan has a bigger, nicer boat that could theoretically go faster doesn't mean it's not going to explode if you actually fire it up for the first time when you need it to go across the entire ocean. So, we'll see. We'll see. But I would be very surprised if Purdue finds a way to pull this off. But again, unranked Purdue versus a number two. What does this remind us of? Before we get to the conference, the Big Ten title game, though, games of interest on Friday night. In the conference USA, North Texas at Texas at UT San Antonio. Rather, I retain a bit of a soft spot for the Roadrunners. Very much dig their whole aesthetic, um, like Frank Harris a lot as a player. I could not tell you anything about North Texas. Is that is that Austin Aoun? Is that the guy who plays there?
0: Oh yeah, I believe so. Austin. Oh.
1: I always get him and Clayton Tune confused because they're both at lower division Texas schools. And their names are one letter away from each other. Um, but anyway, UTSA far and away the superior team here. Ten wins this year. I think got nine last year. Um, the ride may they well. Won Ten last year. Yeah. The ride may well be over after this. I believe Frank Harris is going to be gone after this year.
0: Well, Jeff Traylor's not going to um, be long for that job either.
1: Yeah, although I wonder.
0: They're obviously going to make every effort to keep him around. But
1: yeah, I wonder what a move up for him. I mean, if, you know, if a place like Cincinnati doesn't get a Jim Leonard or doesn't want to go in that direction, wants a head coach, that would be a possibility, but isn't Trailer also a lifetime Texas guy? I think he is. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Those jobs open all the time, though.
1: That's true. He could say he could stay put and just wait for the next time Texas Tech or TCU or somebody gets tired all of their regular coach. regular Texas. That would be also a possibility. Yeah, give it two years and they'll probably fire somebody. Yeah. Um, the other game, though, and this is my selection for the game you should watch among competing games in the same window, the Pac-12 title game, Utah at USC. The regular season game between these two was a thrilling shootout. Um, USC did ultimately prevail, right? Did they win? Or was that the game no, USC Utah lost? Won. That was the game USC lost. Yes, it was, it was. Oh, man. How could I forget the outcome of that game, given the emotional moment that it was? Utah had their deceased teammate on their helmets, came back and won at the last second, um. very dramatic game hope for something of the same quality and that would be the choice between the two for me
0: well of course you know I always meep but uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to get in too deep so uh, Saturday in the nude slot it is purple on purple Kansas State will play for the Big Twelve Championship for the
1: first time in nearly twenty years. Gosh, yeah, I don't know, because before they didn't have a title game. Have they ever played in a title game for the Big Twelve? Oh yeah. Case K- Case State has. Well, there
0: was a very there's a fairly famous example from two thousand three, <coughs> where. Oklahoma was the number one team in the country. Oh, yeah. And they beat them 35 to 7. Right. And Oklahoma went to the BCS title game anyway.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. Was, uh, all, Spurs. Right, all, right, all right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, anyway. Or d- you... Did
0: the 2012 Colin Klein team play for the.
1: They had discontinued the conference title game by then because right. of the Oklahoma thing? Because you'll remember what happened a couple of years later TCU and Baylor both left out of the playoff because yes, and of course TCU has a- the opportunity to miss the playoff
0: because of the Congress Hogan.
1: yeah it's just funny how the and thing is in also in favor of Ohio State most yes, likely by the way
0: <laughs> the way TCU gets around this is simply to be Ohio State instead of TCU
1: yes that would be the simplest way uh, another thing they could just do is challenge Ohio State to a blood duel. <laughs> Tell them, forget, we're not playing for our conference title. We know you're not playing for yours. We want to play you this weekend. <laughs> just That's challenge them. Because
0: TCU, uh, who has, of course, become the first official college football account to put out, out spicy meme videos, plays Kansas State, whose fan team, Cat Lab, originated the style many, many moons ago, and unbeknownst to many of the people who practice the style. Seriously, go back and look at those Team Cat Lab videos. You you won't believe how... I mean, they're all basically 2020s era spicy need videos. <laughs> like, I can't believe how influential that dude was.
1: be like breaking into an ancient Mayan temple and finding, like, Calvin and Hobbes cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> like, how were they doing this back then with what they had available to them? Yes,
0: Team Cat Lab, <laughs> Team Cat Lab's team, versus what it eventually spawned
1: hypnotoad they actually use hypnotoad in their merch and promotions the the answer here is clear
0: of course the only way it could be better is if they actually played the hypnotoad noise over the pa
1: do they not i'm not they do not oh that's so unfortunate anyway uh, the competitor in the noon slot on saturday normally this would be a difficult choice and it could still be a pretty good game toledo at ohio Oh, Toledo, goodness, were the run, Toledo were the runaway best team in the MAC this year. But Ohio kind of put their offense together, getting a search. not cert- away as
0: much as I thought they would.
1: No, that's true. That's true. A couple, couple teams, first of all, Bowling Green dramatically overperformed relative to what they actually were. Um, but Ohio found in Curtis Rourke a guy who, like the light came on for him kind of midway through this year very much looks like a carbon copy of his brother now so that could be an interesting game i would probably still go with as you said purple on purple crime in the big 12 title game instead
0: see they should show that game at Ford field because you want to go to the mac title game but you don't want to miss that Kansas state tcu game they should just (laughs) show that
1: um Given my recollections of the staffing level at Ford Field for the MAC championship game, I don't think there's going to be anybody there who knows how to turn the TVs on in the concourse. So...
0: <laughs> well, we were there a few years ago trying to stream the War on I-4 between Scott Frost and was it Charlie Strong or was it uh, Willie Taggart? I think
1: that would have been Taggart. No, it might have been... Fr- I, who, strong, I think.
0: Yeah, so the first Strong year. Yeah. <laughs> where he inherited Tagger's team. Anyway, Saturday afternoon... The fun belt. Coast car at Troy.
1: Yeah, Troy, a, a team that has quietly overperformed this year.
0: I was actually shocked to see that.
1: Yeah, uh, such that uh, their coach whose name escapes me, some all I believe it is. Or I could be getting him confused with the South Alabama guy. Um, but those are two programs whose coaches are going to be moving up. Maybe not this year, maybe not quite next, but have put things together at historically woebegone programs. Although Troy was decent before Neil Brown bailed on him, but anyway, yeah. um,
0: wow! So they they so they lost at Ole Miss. They beat Alabama A&M. and then I remember them losing, I believe, the College Game Day game at yeah. App State, who went right. four and eight, by the way. Yeah, uh, on an absolute heartbreaker, and they have won nine in a row since then. Yep. Wow,
1: not a strong enough schedule for them to get back into the rankings, but. Definitely a recovery point of their season. Um, Coastal Carolina, not quite the spicy name they were a year or two ago.
0: Ah, John Summerall, yes.
1: <clears throat> yes, that's the guy. So I expect you'll still see Jamie Chadwell's name brought up for some coaching jobs. Although, again, like the, the ones that would have made sense, like Georgia Tech probably should have taken a swing at him. Um, already passed on it. No SEC jobs open at the moment now that Auburn has made uh, a choice. Um, That's about all we're going to say about that. So,
0: of course, there's also James Madison hanging out in the Sun Belt, uh, having (laughs) fallen, well, yeah, they were co-champions. I guess, uh, what, did they lose head-to-head to Coastal Carolina?
1: I'm not sure if it's that or if it's just the thing that because they just moved up, they're ineligible for the postseason. They can't play in a bowl because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Despite what they've they won, like, nine games, didn't they? Yeah,
0: 8-3, eight, eight and 6-2 and two in Sun Belt play. And their fourth-year head coach, Kurt Signetti, and wait a minute. Okay, no. Their offensive coordinator is named Mike Shanahan, but he's 32 years old.
1: I think we'd be aware if a legendary Super Bowl-winning head coach decided well, to... yeah, that's what I
0: thought, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, By anyway. the way, there's now a... Uh, um,
0: there's now a an FBS head coach that's younger than us.
1: I don't need to know that. <laughs> what are you trying to... De- it's, uh, we already get, like, four hours of sunlight a day, man. What are you trying to do to me over here? <laughs> so... Other afternoon slate games on Saturday: the SEC title game, LSU and Georgia. I don't care. Um, LSU is out of the playoff even if they win. Georgia's in the playoff even if they lose. It, it would be. I wish Georgia would just like bench their forty best players, just go. Like we don't even give a shit about this game. We're going to the playoff and we're gonna win. We don't care. We're not playing anybody who's a value to us. Just completely. They could weak. literally forfeit. Right. <laughs> That's a so- procedure.
0: <laughs> what what would ESPN do to them?
1: Explain how it's the right choice. Probably, like they'd be like, i are on the spot. Uh, d- d- uh, just this make is something up."
0: Brilliant move <laughs> by Kirby. <Smart. laughs> is Kirby
1: Smart playing four-dimensional chess here? Um,
0: yeah, Kenny Dillingham is the head coach at Arizona State. He was born April twenty eighth, nineteen
1: ninety. So not only is he younger than me, he's almost two full years younger than me. <laughs> Ooh, I needed to learn that today. Appreciate you, bud.
0: Yeah, I just restarted my career a month ago.
1: I have no perspective on the Mountain West title game. I have not watched a moment of Fresno State or Boise State this year. Instead, what I'm going to be doing in the afternoon slate, and I recommend everyone do the same, we have hyped this team all season. This game should be the best in this slot by a wide margin. Central Florida, Tulane, American Athletic Conference Championship game. Cotton Bowl bid is likely on the line here. Could very well be a matchup with LSU again. Give me Tulane, LSU in the Cotton
0: Bowl. Gus Malzahn's boys have been a machine since losing to Louisville. Uh, John Rice Plumlee has been very entertaining. Um, of course, you know you'll recall me loudly decrying his ass after just a terrible, terrible first game at Louisville. I never, I, I fulfilled my promise and never watched another game of UCF football. I said I would never watch another game of this for the rest of the regular season. Because I can't stand because I was so frustrated watching him try to play quarterback at the end of that game. It turns out he was a stud.
1: <clears throat> the time has come to go back on that, because this is g- probably going to be the best game of the afternoon slot. Quite possibly the best title game of the weekend. The only
0: problem is, I don't want UCF to totally choke. I want them to push Willie Fritz to his absolute limit,
1: right? <laughs> because. What's so when he goes Super Saiyan or something?
0: <laughs> well, no, because what happens every time you see Willie Fritz's team backed into a corner? Something. F- Incredible. Something incredible. Uh, yeah,
1: something awesome happens, right? so yeah.
0: Oh, I want to see their backs <laughs> up against the wall like five times in this game.
1: And look, UCF's offense is going to do that tonight. Willie um, Fritz's
0: bag never seems to run dry. I mean, um, my goodness.
1: So, in the Saturday night game...
0: Big Willie style.
1: Big Ten title game is, in the evening, the competitor, the ACC title game, Clemson and North Carolina. Boy, I, like... When you say that you have to root for UNC and it's not close, I don't love it. I don't love that situation. But look, it is also the stoppable force versus movable object thing in terms of Clemson's bad offense and UNC's bad defense. So this will be a really good game when North Carolina has the ball. When Clemson has the ball, probably like get up and go to the other room.
0: Well, the other thing is, Dabo Swinney, in addition to a number of other things he is, he's also a liar. He made us all promise as soon as they started paying players, he would quit coaching. Still waiting. What you doing, buddy? Yeah, no, I'd much rather see Mac Brown win this one than, uh, than Davo. So, there we have conference championship week. And I don't know what else there is to say about it. There's Army-Navy after this. Um, oh, New Mexico State is also going to play a game against uh, Villanova? Not Villanova. Somebody. Um, um,
1: Valparaiso. Valparaiso. Okay, <laughs> yes. yes. I knew it was a V. Uh, and it would it, they already know that it will not count for bowl purposes because they already have one FCS win. But they
0: are seeking the waiver. Why, though? Because you would have New Mexico State and UConn play each other in a bowl game, perhaps. Oh, my God.
1: Like, I don't even care if it means Michigan State doesn't go to a bowl. I, again... I'm not joking when I say I don't want to watch my crappy team anymore this season. I
0: might have to, like, ditch Illinois' bowl game to go to that bowl game. No, I wouldn't. I would never do that because, of course, Chase Brown apparently has a lot more to prove. Second team, all Big Ten running back.
1: There were a couple other sporadic games. Let me, I don't have the full schedule in front of me. Was there anything else on the viewing weekend that caught your attention? Do you dispute any of my picks by time slot as to what the game is that you should be watching? I
0: certainly don't. I mean, Saturday night is the one that I mean. I just—it's
1: close. Like I'm not. I'm probably not going to watch either. I'm
0: not. That. I'm really not. This is not me being butthurt talking. This is because I, I want Purdue to win this game. Mm. I really do. I just—it's just such a bad matchup in my opinion. It, because we I think it,
1: s- it, there's a chance it could be over quickly. I mean, if Michigan gets the ball first and they go on a six- or seven-minute touchdown drive, and then Purdue goes 3-0 and and Michigan does it again, that's pretty much game over. Yeah. Notwithstanding the fact that Purdue is built to come back from that kind of thing, it's still like, a well, how much is your defense really going to stand? Is your offense going to catch fire after sitting most of the first quarter and go perfect the rest of the night? So that's what you'll need to do to keep up. So that's the kind of flow that you could see. I really hope we don't because, again, as good as, as magical of a season as Michigan had last year, that conference title game was unwatchable, man. Like, I know it's... I'm sure it's plenty of fun if it's your team that you're watching. But it's not like... Don't you want a classic game like... And given that I'm addressing Michigan fans here, I know this will probably fall on deaf ears. Any of the three conference title games that Michigan State played in, you can go back and re-watch and they are fantastic viewing. Very different games. and But honestly, the best of them, in my opinion, is the one that they lost. That's the one I would prefer to watch. Given the choice between the three, that's not true. I would watch the Ohio State game any time of any day, any time of the week. But um, don't you want a competitive game to watch? Like, don't you want a good game? So, personally, hope that doesn't go that way.
0: Personally, if it were me, I
1: wouldn't. (laughs) The first time you go, sure. But again, you got that game last year. Give me the good one. Give me the memorable one this time.
0: Well, then, you probably should have preserved the most competitive opponent by maybe doing them a favor. Nah, I wouldn't have even done it. Well, anyway, (laughs) we hope you've enjoyed our coverage of the Big Ten.
1: We'll pivot to basketball relatively soon. Uh, Probably should have done some preseason and early season stuff already, but again, things have been busy. Uh, Should be considerably less so now that there's not going to be any football to watch. We'll have a bowl preview episode for you all. We don't usually do a bowl post-view because y'all pretty much know what happens by then. Um, And we'll have fully shifted to basketball by then. So, Thank Uh, you all. By the time the
0: Bulls are around, you're going to get sick of danger drops. I won't, though.
1: Yeah, he never does. Just remember, Michael Penix was at Indiana for three, four years. He never stopped laughing, folks.
0: A source for Big Ten tall It's off Tackle Empire.